Hi, it's Soph here with a quick pre-episode message to let you know that in this episode, we're going to be talking about body confidence and body image in particular quite a bit. We know how important it is to look after ourselves and our minds. So if this is something that you're struggling with right now, please feel free to skip this episode, go back and listen to one of your favourite episodes instead, or we'll see you next week for the season finale. If not, we hope you enjoy. You're listening to the Girls in Work podcast, the show that brings you interviews and advice for career women everywhere. This is Girls in Work. Find us at girlsinwork.com. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Girls in Work podcast. You'll notice that there's something a little bit different about our guest this week. Got a bit rogue, no. This week's guest is Merv, who, and we've always talked about having men on this podcast, and honestly, I don't think we could have asked for a better first than Merv. Honestly, he is one of the kindest human beings you'll probably ever meet. His smile and his energy are just so welcoming and warm and infectious and kind of instantly makes you feel like you're talking to someone you've known forever. So Merv used to have a corporate job in the city but now runs you at yours doing body confidence shoots for women and was even recently featured in Forbes. I feel like any introduction can't really do this episode justice but yeah it was such a great episode wasn't it? Yeah do you know what it was it was such an eye-opening episode and for me personally I actually got quite upset when we were recording it um, I didn't actually say anything to Soph or Merv until right at the end the conversation just really opened my eyes on how much pressure we we all naturally put on ourselves and our bodies and specifically what I put on myself and how little confidence I have in my body and I think this is stemmed we obviously talk about it a lot in the interview and without giving too much away this is stemmed from years of, of being fed these kind of unrealistic expectations and feeling like you have to look a certain way to to be confident and feel accepted and last year right at the beginning of lockdown I was diagnosed with an illness called ulcerative colitis which is basically a long-term condition where you have inflammation in your colon and this can cause a number of symptoms from pain to extreme tiredness to even swollen joints so really kind of impacts the body and after I got diagnosed with that I had to sort of adapt to my body over the past year and despite feeling like I have a very positive outlook and sort of on the surface feeling like I'm okay doing this interview actually brought to light to me that and this sounds terrible but I've actually started to hate my body over the past year which was really quite upsetting because before I got diagnosed with this I felt I felt very confident I I did a lot of running did a lot of exercise but after being diagnosed with this illness I lost that a little bit and I realized I couldn't do all the things that I used to be able to do as much so for example I can't run as much or I need to plan in more rest days and I found it tough because it's not an illness you can see so I felt this sense of sort of lack of control and it was just refreshing sort of chatting about this quite openly and honestly with Merv and it's sometimes it just takes one of those random conversations with a stranger to make you realise these things and now that I'm aware of it I know it's something I can work on so even though I felt upset in the interview I came away feeling more aware of what was going on in my body and in my head and more confident and I think just from my perspective it brought to light that I don't need to try and be that old me again because the reality is I have changed and I am going to have to adapt but it's it's all about accepting and loving who I am now so I think as a listener I hope that whatever you get from this interview you just feel more positive and more empowered to love your body. Okay, cool. So to start with Merv, please could you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, what your journey has been and how it's led you here? Wow, all the questions. Okay. I was just about to say, now there's a question. There's four questions. Right, so let, let me we're make... we're about to give Merv an identity crisis here. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> okay, I feel like I need to write this down. I need to write this down. <laughs> 
Okay, okay, okay. I got it, I got it, I got it. So, my name's Mervin, and yeah, I run You At Yours, and I run uh, You At Your Best. You At Yours is a photography studio which its main focus is body confidence for women and helping them obtain and, and maintain body confidence for themselves, but through the art of photography. So think, you know, no Photoshop, no filters. It's really about being in touch with your true self. So that's what You At Yours is. You At Your Best is a platform which was born off the back of You At Yours, which is where you do the sort of work, if you like, in inverted commas. And that's where you can learn about, you know, what body confidence is and how you can obtain it for yourself and boost your body confidence and your self-esteem. And you can learn about compliments and there are workshops on everything from boosting your sexual confidence to how to be more confident in the workplace and so on and so forth so yeah that's what you were your best is my journey here I guess this all started from when I was shooting weddings and engagement and to be honest it started further back than that I've always been someone that's been encouraging of the people around me in my life and I've always seen that women have had a sort of harder time from when I worked in the city for 10 years I'd kind of always stood up for some of the women around me in certain aspects and I noticed that when I was shooting weddings and engagements and events and I'd point the camera at people and they would have a very negative self-deprecative response to being photographed and I think it's a British thing but then I came to realise it's a human thing some people are just not very comfortable with it and then hide behind these really mean awful things that they say to themselves it's things like you know you're going to have to stand back like 10 metres to get me in the photograph mate or if you put that thing at me it's going to like break your lens and so on which really hurt me if I'm honest I'm an empath and I don't really like when people are like that to themselves I find it quite hard to deal with so I created you at yours as a space where I was going to prove to people how amazing they look I felt like when I started it, it was going to be all about the photographs and showing people how amazing they look was going to be the power. And it is to some degree, but what I've learned is that it's cherry on the cake. What actually gives them the power is doing something that scares them, which is usually, for most people, being half naked in front of a camera. For most people, they couldn't possibly env envisage how they would do that and not die. <laughs> so I personally give them an experience. It's a whole day you come in and I just make you feel incredible. And off the back of that, as I said, the cherry on the cake is where you get these incredible images that prove to you that you can do anything you put your mind to. And that's pretty much my journey and, and how I got here. I think it's really important. And one of the reasons I was really excited to get you on here, Merv, is because I think self-confidence and body confidence are so intertwined. And I feel like it's something that every single one of us has had to overcome or has had to challenge ourselves with or battle with at some point. Even if you don't anymore, we've all been on a journey to get to where we are now, wherever that may be. So I can't reiterate enough how much I admire what you do and think it's so important. So as a listener and for those who may not know you and who may look at the work you do and question your opinions and knowledge around women's confidence, do you face quite a lot of questions and how do you deal with these? Yeah, there are very few people that have the capacity, I'd say, to to broach me directly and tell me their issues or their insecurities around what I do. Generally, those are the people that really want to do it. They just need reassurance. They need reassurance that I am, you know, I am who I say I am and I'm not. Their life experience has taught them that men can say things and do things for their own benefit. And women have been, unfortunately, a victim of that in, in many arenas in the world. And so what they're doing is just making sure they're safe. And I get that. And I totally, in fact, I support it. I support it. When anyone asks me questions, I am so open. You can literally go on my website or my Instagram and learn everything you want to know about me as a person because I know that it's important that people get to know me. Challenges I've faced, there was an internal battle, which was, I was scared that people might think I was a pervert, that I was just this guy with a camera taking photos of half-naked women for my own benefit. 
and I still believe that to be the case for some people like they've got that opinion in their mind because they aren't they haven't educated themselves yet on what I do they come to my site or my Instagram they see half naked women some of which some of these images are provocative some of them are like not someone in a jumper smiling because that was tough for her but there are other women who want to gain sexual body confidence because they've never seen themselves in a sexual light or they've they've got this fire inside of them which never gets an opportunity to to be exposed and so I give them that platform to do so so these these people are coming along seeing these images and just making an assumption but I very rarely get directly challenged if I'm honest with you very very rarely I think what's cool is in more recent times it's quite evident what I'm doing as soon as people come and see what I'm up to which I think is something I'm really proud of if I'm honest because I think as a guy who's got I think my following is now 70% female and my images are half naked women like work that one out <laughs> you know that's something to be really proud of so yeah i think that's that's pretty cool yeah and i've kind of said this before but the second i uh, so i found your instagram account via somebody else which is kind of how it works isn't it and that's kind of the beauty of work with so many different people and i found your page and i remember just clicking on some of your highlighted stories and the second i found some of the stories where you were just chatting to the camera immediately i was like this guy's cool like <laughs> i really like this guy you could tell there's the the kindness to you that you can just you don't even have to know who you are and obviously now we've kind of spoken a couple of times and we're kind of getting to know you a little bit more but oh can you can you hear the smiles like my (laughs) cheeks are burning like oh I was just about to say I can see your smile and I'm like oh man thank you thank you so much that's so lovely I think I need to say this now like to be invited onto this into this space is like one of the greatest privileges the fact that you're women in a mostly female led environment and that you're working for women and you've invited this guy into this space to like to contribute to the conversation is like massive and for me to be that person like that doesn't I don't take that lightly. It's huge. It's huge. So I'm. I feel massively privileged, and I'm extremely grateful to you both. Genuinely. Oh, there was um. There was a story you said that you mentioned last time we spoke, Mav. I'm not sure if you were going to bring this up a, a bit later in the interview, anyway. But it really stuck with me. It was the story. I think it's one of your clients was going for was it a job interview and she was and I thought it was such a lovely story and that really stuck with me following our last conversation so I'm not sure if that's just something you want to to talk about yeah I'll tell that story so one of the products I offer so to kind of just go back a step or two I get a lot of people asking me for digital files because I think that's what everyone thinks they should ask for it's the only thing that we associate with having a photo shoot I just want digital files on a USB stick but what I've come to realize after doing this for a few years now is they aren't any good to you because you'll soon forget about them. After a couple of years, after doing your shoot, you're gonna have to do that crazy camera roll swipe to try and find those images that you did two years ago with that crazy tall guy. And I don't (laughs) want that for you because remember, this is about, you know, reminding yourself of the power you hold. So if you can't see these images, and okay, for most people, putting it up on your wall is a bit too much, but you can have it in an album, you can have some prints in a box, something. So what I've also developed is an app. So I have an app where the icon is you, a picture of you from your shoot on your phone, and you can literally tap on that icon as you would any app on your phone and your images live there. So that's so you can get instant access to your images whenever you need to. So in this case, this story you're talking about him, this woman had voice noted me last February and I'll never forget this day. And she was like, hey Merv, I know our shoot was a few months ago, but I wanted to tell you what just happened. I just came out of an interview, but before the interview, I sat on a bench outside and I opened up my app and went through the images and it gave me the power to go into that interview and boss it. 
I thought to myself, if I can do that shoot, if I can do that, then I can do absolutely anything. And that is testimony to what this is all about. I think many people look at this as just a sexy photo shoot. When they think about doing it, they're thinking, oh, what lingerie am I gonna wear? Oh, my stomach. Oh, what kind of nails am I gonna have? What's my hair gonna be like? But it's, and that's a really hard thing to put to one side. It's, I'm not saying it's not important, but what we're going for here is just to prove to yourself that you can do something if you put your mind to it. This is not about how big or small your belly is. This is mm -hmm. about making sure you look incredible regardless of your belly size or regardless of how thick your thighs are or regardless of the state of your bum. And that takes some confidence to even get to that space. But what she got out of that was, and I remember her case specifically, she wasn't at her best when she did the shoot. So she was even more scared going into that space and did it anyway, and then came out with that power, which she was able to recall in time for her interview, which is so powerful. I think that's such a, a wonderful story. <laughs> It's a long story. Sorry, I kind of like elongated it a bit, but like that's exactly no. what happens. <laughs> Yeah, and it, yeah. I think it just shows this connection that we spoke about, how your body confidence and your self-confidence, it just affects every other aspect of your life. And there's probably a couple of people listening to this thinking, why are we talking about body confidence on our careers podcast? But I think mm -hmm. it, it's so important. If you feel good in yourself, if you feel confident in yourself, then that is going to translate into how you show up for yourself. What this experience does is it gives you the chance to prove mm -hmm. to yourself what your body's capable of doing. I think our brains can sometimes override our narrative in what we're capable of, but out of fear. Fear tells us, mm -hmm. I can't do that, mm -hmm. but this gives you a chance to prove to yourself that you can, you know? One of our favorite books is Feel the yeah. Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers, and we've spoken about this book so many times. But I think it's exactly that, isn't it? We all have this fear of failing or not being enough or not being able to do something. Once you've proven to yourself you can do something, or if you've proven to yourself that you can push yourself outside of your comfort zone, or you can do something mm. you didn't think you could, you then have that case study in your brain to be like, okay, no, if I can do that, then I can do this. This is going to be nothing compared to what I've just done or what I've done before. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. Before every shoot I the night before I call every single one of my clients and it's just a chance for me to touch base with them make sure that they're comfortable happy and I just like play it down I think many women have anxiety about it because you know something you touched on earlier we're so caught up in the fear and the fear is born out of getting it right or actually getting it wrong as if there's a right and a wrong what if I look stupid what if I can't pose what if this what if that and the reality of the situation is there is no right or wrong. There is no, it's just you. There's no such thing as perfectionism. It's just you. And that's what body confidence is. Body confidence is understanding, accepting, and then respecting the fact that you are you and that your body is going to change. There's, there's nothing you can do about that. And I know that sounds like a really, really strong thing to say, especially as a guy in a female space. But I've worked with hundreds. I'm approaching my 300th woman, actually. So I'm like, I'm saying this from a place of respect. But what I also know is that we don't look in the mirror enough. We don't see our truth enough. So anyway, this particular woman, she, she was really anxious. Hadn't slept for a couple of days prior to the shoot was so anxious and I was like I guarantee by this time tomorrow you're gonna laugh your ass off at this this conversation you're gonna think how silly was I next day I rock up and it was a shoot in her home she wanted hair and makeup done so I brought my hair and makeup artist along with me and we were chatting away and she was a bit anxious and a bit nervous but she calmed down a bit an hour into the shoot she gets changed I think into her second outfit and I was sat on her sofa maybe looking mm -hmm. at my phone and she comes into the room and she's wearing this mesh bodysuit and so it's mostly transparent 
transparent. So she comes in and she's like, what do you think? And she does a twirl and she gives me jazz hands, right? <laughs> and she's like on such a high. It was such a beautiful, beautiful moment. And I said to her in that moment, do you remember the conversation we had less than 12 hours ago or whatever it was, you know? And she was like, gosh, yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? And it goes to show how fear can override some of the best things in life for you. It can completely remove some of the joys that, that are available to you if you allow it to. And it's such a beautiful reminder to me of what I do and how it can affect people if I give them the opportunity to do it. I love it. And God, if you think about, sometimes I think about things in the past that I was too scared to do. I think, God, like imagine what might have happened if I'd have just done it. And I think that's something to bear in mind, isn't it? And anything in the future that you're scared of, just think what could lie on the other side of this fear or what could be an alternative method of thinking is if you want to use that same fuel or fear then you can use it to remind you of what could go wrong if you don't do it and you could apply that to anything imagine there's a job and you want to apply for it you're like oh I'm not sure I'm qualified enough okay here's what might happen if you don't apply for it you don't apply for it which means you don't get it if you don't get it it means that you're not going to increase your income you don't increase your income you're going to stay at home with your parents for another six months you don't stay at home with your parents another six months you might not meet that person who who's not going to date you and then you have kids later and then you end up older with children and so on and so on and so on it's all this like it's a knock-on effect isn't it if you and if you try that with big especially big life decisions if you can apply that fear factor what would go what am i fearful of happening if i don't do it like i think that's a really powerful one it works for me at least what might happen if you meet that person who won't date you <laughs> that's my favorite line <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Like, I literally just made that up on the spot, but it's, uh, yeah, it's not a bad example. <laughs> okay, so could you talk to us a little bit more about what confidence is and why do you feel that women struggle with self-confidence more than some men do? Great question. So I think confidence is usually seen as I want to have the ability to wear what I want, to do whatever I want and not care what anybody else thinks. When you start heading towards that sort of mindset and that pathway, what you end up with is you're isolating yourself to live in a world where you don't care what anybody else thinks is a really isolated place it's not healthy so we don't try to attain that what body confidence is is the ability to accept and respect the fact that your body will fluctuate and it will change and the minute you can do that the happier you will be if you can prevent yourself from having constant expectations on yourself and i'm not saying they're unrealistic expectations but if you're going to resent the one body that you have for your whole life that's a long time that's a long time of, of resentment and if you think that obtaining this thing which is a, a cuter butt or the next thing which is flatter abs or the next thing if you can get to a place of acceptance that this is what I have now which is what my goal is I try to show people this is who you are today I don't want you to look back at a photograph of yourself in 10 years time which we've all done and be like I wish I was more I was wish I was happy with myself mm -hmm. back then and back then you were you hated your body then so today mm -hmm. let's love it so that in 10 years time you, you can be like I loved myself back then and I can I've got proof because I did this shoot or or I did that dance class or whatever it is, you know, let's not hide behind our fears. I think that's what body confidence is. It's about, yeah, understanding the truth. And to answer the second point in your question, I think women have a real hard time in society. I think expectations on you guys is fever pitch right now. It's sky high. There's expectation on how you should behave, how you should dress, even like the simplest of things. Like I observed someone the other day apologizing mm -hmm. because they didn't have makeup on. And I was like, why is that even a thing? Why are you having to apologize because you haven't put makeup on? That's crazy. You are still you. You still look beautiful. Like that madness, that pressure. I saw in someone's stories the other day, this amazing woman was saying that she spoke about, now we all know the ladies toilet is the, is the most, what I hear anyway, I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine me just hanging out in the schools, like with with, with just listening in, recording for content? <laughs> I I know, I know. I've heard enough times that the ladies' bathroom is the most empowering place on the planet. Like women are so uplifting there, and you're gonna if you want to be told how amazing you look and how nice your dress is and where'd you get those suits from and la la la. That's the place where you go, right? But what I heard of and learned about the other day and it makes total sense to me now is that the ladies toilet is like the backstage of life and when you're in the ladies you are effectively preparing for the performance which is outside so when you're all getting ready and pampering yourselves and like you know getting yourselves doled up or whatever touching up your makeup you're getting yourself ready for the performance which is life and you might even have people say to you sort yourself out and get back out there you know what i mean <laughs> it's almost like you're, you're like you're, you're an actress or an actor and you're having to get like and you see people on the tube on the train touching up their makeup the people watching they're not the audience that they care about they care about the audience which is the the date that they're going on or their colleagues at work they're preparing for a performance and i think that is where women have it harder men don't have that at all i could walk down the street topless and no one will bat an eyelid whereas you can walk down the street without makeup on and you're convinced you're being judged it's a totally different planet and i think it's really really unfair that's literally one slither i could talk about this for an yeah. hours but i'm not going to but yeah that's one one little difference i Think. Yeah, no, you're so right. And it was only me and my flatmate talking about this earlier today, actually, about the whole makeup thing and how she wouldn't ever really go for a walk without makeup on. And now because of lockdown, yeah. she doesn't think twice about it. And it's like, it is hard. And it takes, again, it's another one of those things, isn't it? Which takes some, like, it's a journey, isn't it? To get to the point where you're comfortable in, in your own skin in that way. Yeah. I had the exact same thing with like working from home. I would never, ever turn up to work without makeup on. Whereas now I'm like, I just embrace it. <laughs> and I'm enjoying the fact that I'm not I don't feel pressured to wear makeup but yeah it is definitely a journey it takes time I, I think it it's about consciously challenging it and asking yourself why and we should do this for everything in our lives right like why do we do any of the things and make any of the choices that we make are, are these things that have been just conditioned into us do we want these choices for ourselves i guess the, the other side of that is do we then have the confidence to go against the grain you know and that's that's the hard bit but i think first step is to consciously be aware that you're doing this thing that you don't actually want to do and then make sl subtle changes to sort of change it for yourself yeah it's just about the small steps isn't it exactly exactly yeah i feel and um, just touching on the makeup bit i feel like i feel quite lucky in a way that i've never struggled with that part of it like i've been going into the office without makeup since i started mm. but i think that's maybe because i never <laughs> you should see some of the states i turn up at working honestly i but it's because, because <laughs> i never <laughs> going through school I, I was never really bothered with makeup whereas some of my friends were like wearing makeup at school like it was just something a i didn't know how to i didn't know what went where i, I didn't know what to do and um, but also it never really it didn't really bother me in that sense but then i have struggled since i remember being in primary school and being self-conscious of my legs in primary school and trying to pull my dress down and i must have been nine ten years old and it's like so i've struggled with that side of it that and i know other women and yeah. girls probably haven't thought twice about that and i think it's that isn't it it's like that acknowledgement that what makes me self-conscious another woman or another person men or women wouldn't bother but something that makes them self-conscious i'm like oh that doesn't bother me yeah no no i hear you i think a really massive influence on all of us which i think is desperately needed is a true reflection of what normal actually is i think we all believe somewhere internally that we're not normal we believe that our plight is unique to yeah. us and that nobody else hates their legs and that nobody else has the kind of thoughts we have but let me tell you something 
Like from my experience, you cannot judge a book by its cover. You cannot look at another person on Instagram, no matter who it is, and try to fill in the gaps of the rest of their life. Impossible. And I wish that more of us would show the truth. I wish more of us would show our bodies as they all are. And we'd all feel so much happier and feel normal, in inverted commas. I think that's really needed. Definitely. And I think there are there are aspects of social media that are getting better. I feel like it's now, like, people love seeing that behind-the-scenes side of it. I think a couple of years ago, when I first started in the blogging world, it was all very much, mm. oh, everything has to be, like, edited and, and prim and proper. And I think with the introduction of Instagram stories, that's where you get the behind-the-scenes thing now that's when now you get like youtubers being like oh this is my background but look at all the shit that i've piled up over here and you kind of get that behind the scenes thing now when you realize mm. okay not everyone's house is super clean and spotless 24 yeah. 7 we, we're only seeing that kind of spotlighted version but i think when it comes to like you were saying yeah. about like body confidence or like emotional struggles like that's where we still aren't quite mm. seeing that behind the scenes part yet are we no we're not. I do believe there needs to be some sort of privacy. I get that. I'm oh, not gosh, saying everything yeah. needs to be aired. But I think what is being aired isn't always necessarily the truth, you know. And I think that's now impacting our view on ourselves, our expectation on ourselves. This, And then we're trying to we're trying to reach this, this, this island called perfectionism, which doesn't even exist. And if it does exist, it's constantly moving. So it's, you can't win. You just can't win. So you're better off just being, trying your best to at least be accepting of what you have now, what your truth is. And then you build on that. And it's a much healthier place to build on than an island called resentment because I don't like my body because it doesn't look like hers, you know? Okay, so again, I feel like we've touched on this slightly, but what Mm. practical tips and advice do you have on how we can become more confident in ourselves? I think a big one is gratitude. I think that we tend to behave as if our bodies were designed for other people's enjoyment and we tend to behave as if they were designed for Instagram or our nights out or that dress or so on and so we lament our bodies because they don't look just so on that particular day when actually what your body's doing is exactly what it's designed to do your legs are getting you from A to B it's helping you run it's helping you squat at the gym and so on and so on and so on I could go on all day your legs weren't designed for Instagram you know neither were your boobs neither were your your hands, feet, eyeballs, whatever, you you pick it, I'll give you an example. And I think the key thing is to get back to basics on this and just practice Mm -hmm. some gratitude because I think we've gone too far the other way where we're not even grateful for the things that we have and the health we have, generally speaking. Another one I'm going to bring up, which actually I wasn't going to, but it's just come to me, is compliments. Now, a lot of people have a very, very negative relationship with compliments and really struggle to accept them. So I've got a tip for you that will potentially help with that. And that is, firstly, the people around you that love you, when you put aside their compliments because you think they should be telling you, oh, I love your dress, and you dismiss it by saying, oh, it was 5 99 from Primark. That's your way of like belittling the compliment and bringing it down. Instead of just saying thank you. Now my ultimate, what I want for you as a basis is just to say thank you, first and foremost. But let's build on that slightly. So say thank you and then ask them, why do you like it? Because when you dismiss it, firstly, a compliment is a gift. If you're dismissing a gift, that makes you highly entitled and privileged <laughs> if so if i gave you a gift and you're like take that back it's fake right <laughs> that would be a that would be a really mean thing to do right so a compliment is, is it's a gift from another person so you just want to find out more about it so ask them why why do you like my dress now if they can't give you an answer that is worthwhile then you know it was a fake compliment but if they say to you oh that dress reminds me of this person i haven't seen in 10 years you know now that compliment has weight now you can be like okay you really meant that thank you so much now i can feel the warmth of your words 
if you want to feel badass and you want to go one step further, go and ask a friend or someone that cares about you. Tell me one thing that you love about me. It's hard, but it's massively rewarding because you'll learn so much about yourself you had you didn't know before, but it's not easy. So stage one, just say thank you. Stage two, ask them why. Stage three, go and ask for compliments. Another tip is, sorry, I know you possibly just said, but no. let me just give you one, one final one, one final Merv, one. We need all the help we can Go get. Keep going. I know. <laughs> <laughs> just keep listing them off. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I got loads. I could keep, I could go in all day. So another one, a massive one. This is huge, actually. So if you imagine yourself as a stone that's been thrown into a pond, right, and you have all these ripples for years and years, those ripples represented the immediate. The first ripple was your family, people that you live with, and the outer ripple would have been your friends. The ripple outside of that might have been your classmates and your colleagues at work. The ripples outside of that might have been people that you see in the street, the butchers, whoever, right. And these are all people that influence you influence your behaviors the absolute wider the, the outer ripple might be general society how we're taught to behave these are all our influences what's happened in the last five seven ten years is social media has kicked in and it's now got a direct access straight down the middle boom right to us and can influence our behaviors our thoughts our attitudes our characteristics so what's really 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 important is that we curate that and make sure it's healthy if you're following people on your social media that make you feel inadequate, make you feel pressured, make you feel like you're not enough, make you feel like just trigger things in you, unfollow them immediately. And I don't care if that's Kim Kardashian, I don't care if it's your mum, your auntie, your sister, get rid. It's not worth it. You are trying to cultivate a happy life. We all are. Don't put have these things in your life. You can tell yourself, it's motivation. I've got that fitness model up there because I want to be like her. She motivates me. If she genuinely does, if you look at her post and you're like, right, I'm getting to the gym now, great. But if you sit there, and you're like I feel like crap because I don't look like her unfollow one step at a time and you will get there my friend but now is not the time I totally understand sometimes you might want it and again you probably shouldn't play to this but sometimes if it's like your friend the mute button is your best if you don't want to unfollow the mute button is a godsend okay so how can we translate these techniques and advice around confidence into the workplace and also into other areas of our lives I think you know wearing what feels good you know is a really important one if you're lucky enough to work in a space where there isn't a like a set dress code then I think being comfortable is the first thing. I would encourage that you don't try and fit into any sort of holes or predetermined expectations around what you should be wearing. So just because you work in an office, for example, mm -hmm. doesn't mean you have to be wearing high heels yeah. and doesn't mean you have Definitely. to be wearing a pencil skirt. That's all maybe even driven by male gaze to some degree, you know, and we don't want that. What we want is comfort, but also there's nothing wrong with owning that at the same time, you know, that you can claim that for yourself. But you need to, again, what, what we spoke about earlier, it's about making conscious decisions am i wearing this for myself or am i wearing it for others so i think it's really important to firstly be very in touch with what your needs are around your outfit and then i guess it depends on the workplace and where you work but ensuring that they do fit in within your dress code if there is one regarding the workplace and your confidence i think again going back to the idea of giving yourself the, the chance to prove yourself to prove something to yourself when you're given the opportunity to do something that scares you Maybe it's a, a presentation, for example. Take it because I guarantee you will come out the other side and you will learn something new about yourself. You will be nervous. We all are. I was nervous before I got on this, this podcast. I was nervous before I stood up on stage to talk. Like we're all human. And the fact of the matter is you'll come out the other end 
and you'll learn something about yourself which is which you will never learn about yourself unless you do it and then the next one will be easier and the next one will be easier but you need to start we all remember what it was like when we first got in the car if you know how to drive we thought we were going to kill everybody we thought this is the end of my life i'm going to die oh my god they've they've let me behind the wheel you know now you're driving along, changing the radio station with one hand, sipping on a milkshake with the other. Do you know what I mean? Like singing your favourite <laughs> song. And I think it's really about, that's what confidence is. It's a rep- repetition, you know, outside of your comfort zone. It's building a muscle. That's what confidence is. What you just said about confidence being a muscle and you've got to like almost train it. It's like it's like that old very teasy saying like fake it till you make it. But that's 100% what it's about. And so if you can do these little things for yourself every single day, you're going to be building that confidence muscle so that one day you're not going to need the high heels or the whatever it is to make you feel confident. You're just going to be it. Yeah. Okay. So I think this is the final question now. What do you feel men can do more of to support this? Mm, great question. I think firstly men need to understand how important women are to our world and how powerful they are and that the world isn't about men and how we go about doing that is a massive job which is another i don't know it's not even a it's not even an episode it's a whole podcast but i think that's the first thing that's required here is a level of respect and understanding of of how important women are in our world and that women are just as important if not more important to the the future of our planet fact okay now stepping away from that in regards to the body confidence world if your partner let's just assume that we're talking to men here who have a a, a partner who's struggling with body confidence if she's someone who's quite self-deprecative and is putting her down quite a bit now what we tend to do and this is not just applicable to guys or partners but all of us what we tend to do is say to that person no don't say that about yourself you're gorgeous your hair looks great you know no your legs are lovely you know and so on and so on but as we all know it's like with compliments it goes in one ear and goes out the other because they'll say the exact same thing the following day and the following week and the following month and they're like no your legs are gorgeous you know like because you've just you've just said it so many times okay here's what you do what you do is when they say it you you ask them are you aware that you just put yourself down and they'll be like what you're like no well you've just put yourself down like three times in the past hour like are you aware I just wanna, I, I'm not going to chastise you for it or have a go at you I just want to make sure that you're aware that you've put yourself down three times in the past hour and they might brush it off with some sort of like you know joke or whatever but here's what's really important is the consistency the next time they do it you do it again and the next time they do it you do it again and you do it again and you do it again and before you know it, you've said it to them 20 times in a week are you aware that you've put yourself down again this is like the 100th time I've told you in two months that's the first step it's understanding that you are not being kind to yourself because we all do it especially if you're from this beautiful island of ours we all do it it's the British way put yourself down you know let's just be really mean to ourselves oh my god the memes that I saw on Valentine's Day horrible some of these things right and I see it all the time especially around weight and and so on the goal is we want our women and that means your friends your mother your sister whoever your partner to feel as happy and as positive and as comfortable as possible the first step for them however is to know what their truth is and they need to understand that this isn't a this is not an exercise in putting the 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 blinkers on this is an exercise in getting to the truth of it so they they now know the truth of it now we want to show them how amazing they actually are and this is where you're going to give them the opportunity to see all the incredible things they do and you're going to show them some amazing photographs of them you're going to encourage them to put a really nice photograph of them on their phone you're going to tell them that time you ran that marathon was amazing and look at what your body did that time that time when you did that presentation you were so incredible and you want to now boost them and remind them of how 
perfect they are as humans because we all are it's just that we just haven't seen it we just don't see it for ourselves so we need people around us this is why your circle is really important to help boost that and i'd encourage everyone listening to this now to do this for your friends do this for the people that you care about because we all do it you know so if you've said a couple of things on this call already you know and i've poured you up on it like, <laughs> like it's just it's almost human nature now you know but it happens without us even thinking about it it happens without us even acknowledging it but we need to stop and be like no i care about you and i don't want you saying that mean stuff about yourself anymore because you're you're greater than that you're bigger than that you deserve more than that and i think that's a great place that men especially can can start if they care about that person 100 percent. i think you're so right there mervyn and you you obviously clocked me i am i am so guilty of the self-deprecating humor and it's i know i use humor as a defense mechanism anyway like a coping mechanism but yeah god like if anyone starts calling me out on it all the time i'll be like i wouldn't be able to speak but um i i fully aware it's something that i that i do uh, but i think that's such an important thing to have the people the people you love and respect as well to call it out for you and you'd be like oh okay yeah and you're doing it from a good mm-hmm. place and it, yeah i think yeah. um i think that the fact that it's coming from a good place is the really important thing here because we don't want to shame anybody you know like if you feel like and again if everyone around you is doing it it's a really hard thing to even notice it's even happening if someone if a friend says it and then you respond if they're like oh i really hate my legs in these jeans and if that friend isn't calling you out on that but is instead um, responding by saying oh well at least my legs are my legs are like this or my legs are bigger than you know what i mean now you're in this loop you're just in this loop but all of you are just saying mean stuff to yourselves and then you're never going to get out of it so someone's got to break that cycle and someone's going to be like hold on a second are we aware that we're all just saying mean things about ourselves right now definitely okay so at the end of all of our interviews i just like to do a quick summary of everything that we covered so to start with obviously we spoke a lot about what body confidence is and how we perceive confidence so typically confidence is usually seen as feeling like you can wear what you want you can do what you want and you don't really care about what others think but this can be potentially quite isolating and quite damaging and what body confidence is is all about understanding accepting and respecting that your body is yours and that it will change but you have to remove these unrealistic expectations of yourself and remember that you can't just resent the one body you have you have to be appreciative of of the body that you do have and it's all about moving to a place of acceptance and then this self-confidence will naturally translate in all areas of your life so whether that's confidence at work or in social situations it could be anything so it's all about overcoming this fear and realizing that if you can do this you can do anything and i really liked this quote you mentioned here around the fear factor and rather than thinking about what could go wrong if you do do something think about what could go wrong if you don't do it and then the next part we talked about well we have your four top tips on becoming more confident in yourself so the first step is all about gratitude and remembering that your bodies aren't designed for other people's enjoyment so break it down and be grateful for um your legs helping you get to a to b for your eyes for letting you to see and just remembering that and then step two is all around compliments so don't dismiss the compliments from those around you so that is one action point that all of our listeners can take from today stop dismissing those compliments so when someone gives you a compliment say thank you and then ask why because that backs the confidence it gives you evidence so you can't question that and then once you're brave enough start to ask your friends and ask them to give you feedback on one thing that they love about you step three remembering that social media is directly impacting our behaviours, thoughts, attitude and characteristics probably without even realising so and follow those people that trigger you and then finally just talking about how confidence sort of translates in the workplace and things that we could do so the first thing is 
remembering that you should be comfortable with what you wear ask yourself am I wearing this for myself or for others and try remember that it's meant to be down to your needs not other people and then we touched a little bit on the sort of discomfort zone so putting yourself forward for opportunities that scare you and just remember that we are all nervous we are all human but you'll come out of the other end and learn something new about yourself that you wouldn't have known before so you just need to really get started and try and move out of your comfort zone and then just finishing on a quote you sort of mentioned here at well a reference more so it's like confidence is a muscle and you have to train it so start small and build on it and what we can all do better is support our friends call them out and just remind each other how wonderful we all are here we go oh that's such a nice little kind of little package it's like all summarized in a beautiful little bow i love it that's <laughs> what i try and do <laughs> just to end with Mev, do you want to just let everybody know if they're interested in booking anything with you where they can find you where you are on socials your website all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at you at yours and uh, you at your best underscore. And so you at yours is where it's all about the photography. And again, as I mentioned earlier, you at your best is where that's a sort of spin off where we talk about body confidence. And that's where you're going to get tips and advice on all things body confidence. You can then join you at your best if you so choose. It's a pay what you want scheme. So I want to make it accessible to everybody. And that's where you'll find workshops and challenges and socials and teachings. We have discount codes. We have a charity section where all like money gets donated to charity, so on and so on and so on. Please, please join. It's an amazing community of women. And yeah, you at yours and you at your best underscore or just go to you at yours.com and everything's there as well. Perfect. I just want to say, I just want to say thank you for having me on here. Like I've said this a couple of times already, like it's such an honor. It's an actual, it's an actual privilege to be invited into this space as a guy. I know that it's no, it's no small thing to, to be like, right, we're, we're going to invite a guy onto this podcast, you know, a podcast for women predominantly. And I, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. No, oh, please. Thank you. So that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe button now so that you never miss a show. If you have any career-based questions, quandaries or predicaments that you'd like us to answer, you can drop us an email at hello at girlsinwork.com. So we'll see you next time for another episode of the Girls in Work podcast.